Hey, 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 thank you for joining in on the key conversation. It is your favorite host, Quana. Today, we will continue our HBCU conversation, focusing this episode on Texas Southern University. Um, we're going to have a great conversation today, and we're going to thank you in advance for coming on and representing your school on this episode. So we're going to go ahead and start with an introduction. If you want to introduce yourself and kind of tell us, you know, about the, your school. Okay, my name is Iman Hill Burns. I'm a graduate of Texas Southern, class of 2017. Um, I am a communication major, um, and now I am living in New York City, uh, working in the school system up here, and on the side, still doing writing and trying to put together TV program, um, uh, like programs and books and things of that nature. Okay, nice, nice. So, let, let me ask you first, like I've asked before, how did you come to the decision to attend Texas Southern University? Okay, so my story kind of has so many pivots and different unique turns. So, um, I don't know how people feel about this, but at first, I um, I graduated high school in 2010. I'm a late graduate, by the way. I, I Life happens and stuff. Um but I graduated high school in 2010, and I decided to go to a PWI first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to Stephen F. Austin in Nacogdoches uh, for for like two or three years. That's where I met like certain friends that you know, like Bree and everything. Um, and it it was a different experience, even though at, around the time that I went to SFA, it had a black college. Feel, but it still was like missing something, and so um, I I got like when I was at Stephen F. Austin, I, I wasn't like doing the best at the time, so I wound up um, I did a like a like a semester of probation, and then I my mom was like, you know, you did get accepted to TSU before. Why don't you go there and actually like you know learn about your culture, learn about your hair, your history and stuff? Because my mom is a graduate of HBCU. She went to Dillard. Okay. So um, considering and um, following that tradition, I decided to go to Texas Southern, and it fit like a it it, it fit like a like a hand and glove. Um, it was the best decision I made. Um, I got to learn, I got to actually take the class that I wanted to take, um, learn about, um, learn about like black media. Um, I worked with some great professors who were working on, who worked on projects, um, like 106 and Park. They were producers for Rap City. I don't know if you remember this show from back in the day on BET called Cedar's World with the, the big cartoon lady, um, he was a writer for that. So it just fit me very well. Um, it was a, like I said, it was a fantastic experience. Um, and this got, got me a chance to connect with more affluent black people. Right. And I, and I loved that about it. Um, and I do remember. It, it, it was, That's funny. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. So it just put me in a different universe than, had I stayed at the PWI, I was not going to get that. Right. Um, I was not going to get that. Like, I was getting 
passed over for opportunities that I know I was good at, but I didn't have the confidence to tell myself that I was good at. Mm-hmm. At the HBCU, they dragged the confidence out of me. Right. Like they built me up. Like they gave me, they gave me soft love. They gave me tough love. They gave me everything that I needed, and they zeroed in on me. And so that was really, that was a, it was a fantastic experience. I wish I would have did it at the beginning. Um, but at the same time, it was 2010, so it was a time where, like, the whole diversity push was a thing. So they were, you know, trying to get kids to all types of schools in Texas. So I, I did the PWI thing first, but like, I'm glad I had that wake up call to do Texas Southern in the in the long run. And that's what I was gonna ask you about your high school. Like how did did they have a major influence on you deciding to even though your mom is an HBCU graduate, right? And I'm pretty sure she mm-hmm. shared your experience with her. Um so how y- you had the history and you kinda knew um about HBCU. So how did your high school influence you to end up at, you know, a PWI? Well, in high school, I went to this high school in Texas. Can we sp- say the high school names in the podcast, or there's sure, no like yeah. copyright? Okay, I went to Glenda Dawson High School. I was the first graduated class of it because our parent Texas had grown so big, so they had to split the schools. It was a pr- I had went to a diverse high school, um, and so I was in this dual credit English class, and my. Um, one of my teachers was like, you know, you're a really good writer. You should go to, she actually suggested I go to Texas State. Um, but that that was kind of like a hard push to get into. And um, she suggested, she wanted me to go to Texas State. She's like, if you don't go to Texas State, go to a junior college and then go to Texas State. So I didn't follow her like career advice, mm-hmm. but um, she was really like, you know, there was just like a push to like, um, be a part of more diverse communities because it was the top of the decade. So this was like after Obama won the election, like two years after or a year and a half after. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was just the thing. Um, the, you know, they wanted you, the whole mixing, not mixing, or like, what's a better word for it? Like, you know, just integrating with, other people outside of your race, that that was just, that was just a thing to do. And so, you know, I did like a semester of junior college and then instead of going to Texas State, I wound up going to uh, Stephen F. Austin just because they had a, at that time, a good film program. I wasn't really thinking about the HBCU experience. I was actually just thinking about getting out of Texas. Right. That was oh, okay. my goal. Okay. That was my goal and getting away, going away from home. But whoever could get me out of Texas the fastest, that was my Well, Stephen F. Austin goal. is still in Texas, though. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's still in Texas. Like, after I graduate, like, okay. who was going to, like, have me the connections to get me oh, yeah. to, like, the next level to get to, like, such and such. So, um, I wasn't, like... As a young kid, you're not, as a young, you're not think. I wasn't thinking on those, on those deeper levels. I was just mm-hmm. thinking about like, like leaving. Right. <laughs> like like what career goal. can like, I, I choose that's going to get me out of here? Right. 
I get it. Yeah, that's going to get me out of here. That's going to further my creativity. And so I wasn't thinking on the same level that my mom was thinking because I did get accepted to two HBCUs. I got accepted to Houston, Houston Tillerson, and I did get accepted to Texas Southern at the, at the, at the beginning. But I just didn't think of that on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, and plus, Texas Southern was still in Houston. Right. And so I was like, I don't want to be in Houston. I didn't even even want to go to U of H. I was just like, I don't, I, I, I'm craving to see something new. Right. right. <laughs> so, but that all makes um, sense, right? That, that all makes sense. You kind of want to experience that away, you know, away from home um, feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I had grown and like, so half my life, I grew up in New Orleans. And then in the other half, I grew up in the suburbs of Houston, and there's such a drastic difference. And so being stuck in the suburbs and stuff is like, it, it's really boring at times. So I was like, I, I I need to get, I need to just leave the city for a minute. Right. To do, just, just get me out. <laughs> now that you've had that both, so, so this is perfect because you have had that experience at a PWI and an HBCU, and we know that HBCUs cost significantly lower than attending, you know, a PWI. Did you feel that difference when it came to, you know, how much you had to pay um, for your courses? Y- yeah, yes, I, I did because uh, at a PWI, they just, I don't know if you know, they do this thing where they just give you the loans. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't really know what you're signing. You just know that, like, I'm getting money coming to me. I'll, you know, have a nice little refund check or something like that. And that courses were a little more expensive. Um, and what else? Some of the classes, they weren't, like, I was paying all of this money, but... It, the classes weren't tailored to anything that, like, I really could grasp, except for maybe one or two classes. Right. When I wound up going to Texas Southern, it was cheaper. Um, the financial aid line was long, but that's every that's every school. Right. Um, but it was cheaper, and I had, and I actually had some money left over that I would start getting these little grants and scholarships that they would give to me, and that was really. That was really good. Once I, um, you know, you, once you keep a certain GPA and like, you know, this doors were just open for me right, there right. that like was never open before financially. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about your first day at school. And of course, with your experience, you can pair, you can compare your first day, you know, at SFA with your first day at TSU. Okay, so my first day at TSU, I'll start with that one. Um, so it, it's a unique thing. Well, we'll say the first the week. week. Before... We'll say the first week, not the first day, because, you know, that's a lot. The first day is actually, um, it, I, it was probably on a Wednesday, actually. It was the hump day. And, you know, the hump day on at HBCUs or something just different. Like they have the music playing uh-huh. and stuff like that. The first thing I realized, and this is crazy, was the fashion. Uh, the fashion was definitely different from when I was at HP. I mean, from when I was at a PWI. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, like, at a PWI, you could just kind of, like, roll up and just, like, um, go to class and just about anything. There was just, like, a dress code, like, 
so it was so professional yet so chic. Right. Um, it was hard to explain, but that was one of the first things I mentioned. And then just walking into my class and seeing these black professors, mm-hmm. um, so many of them. Um, I never, I didn't really, I didn't have a black professor at Stephen F. Austin. I've had a lot of, I had hippie white men and maybe, and a couple of white women, but never a like legit black professors. So it was just a different experience. Um, you know, it was a lot, it was, it was more lively. Like the campus was lively. Um, there was music, there was food. Um, but just the black professors, like, you know, they came from all different backgrounds. Um, I had some that was really big in IT, some really big in entertainment. Um, some who were really, who were like journalists in other countries covering all of these amazing events. Uh, it was, it was, it was just, it was unique. I, and I, I was in awe my first day, my mm-hmm. first day. And then my first week, um, you know, when they were talking about how the classes are going to be and, you know, how we had to introduce ourselves. And, um, you know, one class, she was like, you know, you're in the, you know, if you're trying to be in the entertainment industry, world you know there is kind of like a dress code and so i love that like you know there was just all professionalism that you right. could raise the dress so um, i remember after my first week um i told my mom i was like you know we gotta go to like macy's and dillard's and all of these stores <laughs> and we gotta like switch up like we gotta switch up the the outfit look a little bit like you know um, change my way of dress because um, I'm looking at everybody, everybody, you know. So that became a thing. And just how how these, how the students took pride in their campus, right. um, how they took pride in their career. And it was just great to be around that. I also compared that to my first day at Stephen F. Austin, which I was a little younger mm-hmm. um, at the time. Um what do I remember? I I remember it being a little more hectic and the classes being a little more like bigger. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a thing about Stephen F. Austin and a lot of schools in Texas that I remember is that like at at the time that I went there, there was there was a lot of there was a lot of us there. Mm-hmm. But I also remember the president saying a message that like they're changing the admission standards. Um, so that lets me know that he was not pleased that there were so many black people starting to pile in oh. and that they were gonna fix that. Oh, that's uh, disappointing. Okay. Yeah. That's disappointing. That was that was in, huh? I said that's disappointing. That is disappointing because it was like it was coded in a it was coded in a way and my mom had to break it down what he was actually saying Mm -hmm. um and so that that was that was interesting so it 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 was welcoming but it wasn't at the same time which is the case with so many white people in the south or in general like they claim that they want diversity but at the same time once it comes in their face they're like oh we're not we were just talking about it but we you didn't want action or something like that. Right. 
So were there any surprises when you got to um, Texas Southern that you were not expecting to see? Was there, was there, were there any surprises? Any surprises? Um, well, any surprises? I mean, I or did it live up me, to your expectation? Maybe it, you know, it lived up to my expectations. I was surprised how well connected it was to mm -hmm. like other industries. How well connected it. Like, if it wasn't for Texas Southern, I would not be in New York today. Oh, okay. I've been in New York for about four. I'm going going on four years now, and if it wasn't for them, you know, doing my letters of recommendation, like you know telling me what steps to take, I would not be in this city today. Um, so I, it was just shocking the connections that all that, that Texas hasn't had because, you know, usually most people try to call into the white universities to get those connections to, you know, get out. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I was thinking too. But Texas Southern, like I said, just, uh, just the amount of, professionalism that was there just the amount of um what else did you have you had like i said so many professors from different backgrounds you know at that time matthew knows beyonce's dad was a professor there mm -hmm. um and so you know that and the school was also going through this um rebuilding phase where they was bringing a lot of stuff back to the yard uh they were bringing like the home they were making the homecoming more livelier uh, it was just, I felt like I joined Texas Southern at the perfect time. It was like during, like, for lack of a better word, like a renaissance phase. You know, right. A revival. Um, and, and it was just great to be a part of that particular era. And era in that school. Um, and it was the, just great. And, then, and that's the purpose of this conversation. Oh. Like you said, a lot of people, you know, want to go to PWIs because they expect, you know, those connections and I want to make sure that we're aware that you can get the same thing at the HBCU. So that that's a good point that you're making. You could get the same thing. And you also, you know, I'm friends with a lot of my professors on like social media and stuff. And, you know, you're, you're very well, you know, you're very well, not only are you well connected, but they're taken care of. You're like a family member. Right. Like when I went back to the, to the homecoming this year, it felt like a family unit. Um, it, you know, it felt good if somebody could go and let your hair down, meet up with a couple of friends. You know, when I was at Texas Southern, um, I interned for their radio station. Then I wound up, then they wound up, they wound up keeping me there mm -hmm. uh, until I left to, for New York. So that was a good time. Um, and just learning so much behind the scenes. So it was like, even when I left, I never left. Right. I was still there doing like the work and things like that. So, you know, to be a part of that community for that long, like two years after I graduated was a great feel. Um, that's a common thing that I'm hearing too, that sense of like family, like you feel like a family. Um, that's one of those things that's common in, in my interviews um, about HBCUs is that feeling that you get when you're there, that sense of belonging, and, you know, you you build those lifelong relationships. Yeah, and yeah, and just um, my favorite thing to do, uh, me and a couple of friends, every day after our classes, because I always schedule my classes to make sure they did not go in the afternoon, so I did my morning class again. over. We would sit on the yard. Mm-hmm and just uh, talk and people watch. And that was some of, that was a 
one of the best things. That was one of my favorite little pastimes there was just the people watch, um, you know, build that family relationship on the yard, talk to people, you know, it, it, it was just a, a great community. Also, um, being a part of, they have so many TV and movie screenings. Um, when Insecure first took, took off, Texas Southern was one of the first places to screen the first two episodes. Um, and so to be a part of that wave and there was what else, the people versus OJ Simpson. I met Cuba Gooding Jr. and Court TV bands and John mm-hmm. Singleton at Texas Southern. I got to ask them some great questions. There was no way I was going to do that at a PWI. Right. That was, that was amazing. Um, and that was all over my first year. This, so I was like, what the hell was I thinking going to a PWI <laughs> in the first place? Like, right. Um, that was, you know, like I said, that was a great, I think God placed me there at the right time right? Mm-hmm. and at the right stage in my life. So I was able to go to some parties and some events, but also maintain the study because at that point I had did all that crazy stuff at, at uh, the PWI and at Texas Husband. I, was, I had my head more together so I could see things in a more clear vision. I had a clear vision for myself and what I wanted to do there. And I had professors to help me along the way, even the toughest ones. Um, the ones that it was like, oh, she's the tough one. You're, you know, it was hard. It's going to be hard to pass her class. And it wasn't. Um, she gave she, she gave that tough love that was needed to prepare you for the people that's going to be out here in the real world. And I am so thankful for her to this day. Um, and I used to go to her office and we used to talk and she used to talk to me about pers- like um, not super personal things, but just about like how she got to where she was in her life. And we were both from New Orleans. And so that kind of, that was a good connection that we had. Right. To be able to hear those life lessons, like real life lessons from your professors, professors that, that helps a lot. It makes a big impact. And as a teacher, as an educator, I've always tried, I always use that approach because I teach 10th grade ELA in New York and like, you know, what some people say some of the toughest areas. And I bring that approach, that HBCU approach, Uh and it helps out so much with my class management Mm -hmm. uh, because I could talk with my kids instead of like yelling at them or belittling them, like we can actually have like legit conversations about the real world. And I owe Texas Southern uh, that for helping me out with that. Like it just, and the kids are so interested in HBCUs. And a lot of kids in New York are like, man, I want to go to an HBCU. I want to, you know, could they like, every student wants to get out of there out of their neighborhood, out of their city. Right. And so <laughs> they were talking about going to the South to experience different things, you know. And Houston right now is like a very um, hot city. And so they were, you know, they always asked me about my HBCU experience. And it's good that they're talking about HBCUs that's outside of like Howard and Morehouse yes. and mm-hmm. all of, um, all of, all the other ones are being included now too instead of me i'm thankful for Howard and i'm thankful for morehouse but there's other hbcus out there right that's just not those two flagship ones right well let's talk about um texas southern mission statement and if you feel they're living up to that mission statement i i do i do think they're living up to it i don't remember it offhand right now because i'm you know i'm 
but I think they are. I I don't. I'm not like 100% sure what's going on the campus at the moment. But when I was there, they definitely, uh, I, they definitely lived up to it. They definitely, uh, you know, where there's excellence and achievement. Um, I definitely believe that there, that there is. Um, I do not have one complaint about the school at all. It was actually one of the highlights of my twenties. Um, and I look back on it very, very fondly. Um, it was, it was, it was a great school. I, I don't know. I got my best creativity done there. Uh, I, I look back on it finally. I never really had an issue there before. Nice. Even when I did have an issue, it wasn't that big of an issue. Right. But I also think that was also because at that time, I have, I, I, I was like 23, 24, so I kind of like mature short from the early 20 age to right. like um i was in my mid 20s late 20s when i finally like so yeah i was yeah i had matured so i kind of i kind of went in there knowing what i wanted to do right so any if there was any negative press around the school it kind of bounced off me because i i kind of had tunnel vision at the time mm. and so their vision and my vision it matched up perfectly right nice so I know a lot of people think most HBCU experiences are alike, but everyone, you know, we're all unique. We know going into homecoming, the Greek life, the parties, the bands, the dance line, you know, it's just that experience is like no other. Give me your top big deals, things that make the experience extraordinary for you, like in things that make Texas Southern the place for anyone. If anyone is thinking about, you know, choosing uh, HBCU, what would, why would TSU be the, the best choice? The things that made it extraordinary, so I, I'm, I'm not, I didn't do anything Greek. Um, I, I, it wasn't because I could, it was just that at that point, I didn't have a lot of time. So I wasn't, uh, my mind wasn't on that. But one of the best things uh, to me is the homecoming. Mm-hmm. And I talk about this all the time, the homecoming. Um, it, it it was one of the best experiences. Not saying you should just go to school just for a homecoming, but boy, oh boy, that that was a, that was a time. Um, being on the yards all day, and you know, doing the line dances, going to the, I had a lot of friends that were Greek, so I would always they would always invite me to their tent with barbecue and things like that. That was you know that's a time. Um, that that was a good time um or just um i don't know if many people say this but the classes mm-hmm. the classes are good uh because the classes for me actually learning about the craft from the people who actually work in the field and what i mean by work in the field i don't mean just like did some work here and there regionally i'm talking about literally like went out made their dreams true then came back and gave to the community um that is one of the best things I loved about the school, that, like, the talent is there. Um, I, I learned so much about my film writing, about crafting characters. I learned a lot about editing. I learned a lot about how, how to um, 
how to have more confidence in your product and mm-hmm. in or in your art. Um, it's just I, I can't explain because I was thinking about a uh, thing that one professor told me, and I I was always this kind of like this shy person in his class. And he what did he say? He said somebody in your life told you that it was wrong to get things wrong, and he said you got to break out of that. And he broke me out of my shell. Mm -hmm. And, like, I never told him thank you for that. But if he ever listens to the podcast, like, like, thank you for that. Because, like, it was something that I needed to hear that I never really heard before. And um, those are, like, the experiences that I like. Like, the good balance between, like, it it felt like like your professors were like your parents. Like, the balance between tough love and soft love. It was a great it was it was a great thing. Um, what I'm trying to think. There's one more. Thing. I think just being in that na- oh because it's in the black neighborhood. It's in the black neighborhood in Houston. It's in the third ward. Oh. And so one of my favorite things is um, I live in the black neighborhood in, in in Brooklyn, and I love going back to my black neighborhood and living there because that's where I feel most comfortable at. Mm-hmm. And I love that Texas Southern is sits right there in the hub of a historically black neighborhood. So they're always connected to other parts of that neighborhood. And so I used to work, I used to do after school work with kids in, uh, in the CUNY homes right next to it. And my school was, and then Texas Southern was right down the street. So I love that it kept me involved within my community. And I always knew what was going on in Black Houston at the Pulse. Like we was at the Pulse of everything in Houston. It sits right there. Right. Nice. I love that. Well, thank you again, Iman, for sharing your journey with us. As always, my hope is that we have helped someone who's still not sure about what college they're trying to attend. Um, You've shared a great journey. I really love your journey. Um, If anyone who's now considering Texas Southern University, do you mind if they reach out to you maybe on IG if you want to share your IG name? Yeah, my IG name is is very simple. It's Iman Hillburn. It's my uh, it's my first name and my two last names, but they're all put together at Iman Hillburns. I'll send you the information through text okay. uh, my IG handle. Um, I like I said, I'm located up in New York right now, but I come back and forth to Texas frequently to check things out. Um, it, like I said, it's a great school. Yes. Um, so you send me yeah. that information and I'll tag it when I post it. And thank all of you for joining in and listening to this episode. If there's any specific topic you want to chat about, feel free to share with share your ideas with me on IG at Key Conversations or leave me a direct message on Spotify. Thank you all again for joining in on the conversation today. Don't forget to make all of your conversations count. Sending positive energy out to everyone. Hope you all have a wonderful day.